Be Colin and Laura from Goodnight Gold Dust. Hey. Okay. Does that work? Attorneys at law. Sharp <laughs> <laughs> Schultz. Sharp Schultz. <laughs> Gold Dust attorneys. You have mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Freepcast. My name is Rob Murray. I am your host. Freepcast is brought to you by the Free Press Media and is recorded at the KMSU studios on the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Um, we have a really special show here today. Um, my friends Colin and Laura from Goodnight Goldust are here and they're going to be, um, they will perform uh, several of their songs and we have a really good conversation about their music, about their where they come from. Um, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really good show. You're going to like it. Um, I think um, when they when they're performing the songs, um, the levels got a little a little high, but it shouldn't be too much of a problem. I I, I, I mean, they sound incredible here in the studio, so it should be fine. Um, but just know that I'm I'm not a sound technician, and um, um, if it gets a little loud, uh, just go ahead and turn turn that down a little bit. You'll be fine. Um, one more thing, um, go ahead and, uh, if you feel, uh, so inclined, uh, hop on iTunes and give us a rating. Um, that would be appreciated and give us some feedback if you don't mind. Uh, we have gotten some feedback obviously, but, um, it would be great to hear from, uh, as many people as possible, what they think of what we're doing here at Freepcast. So, uh, please, uh, please do that. And, uh, without further ado, um, here is the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Colin and Laura from Goodnight Goldust. You've gone missing again. No one believes you when You keep on crying wolf Like the child in the book There's gotta be something Happening somewhere Keeps running through your What is freedom? What's freedom but falling? What's freedom but falling apart? Falling apart. Quartz. 
your rose quartz crystal snow drifts in the springtime but we're all on our we're on our tiptoes when we're not running around 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 there's gotta be something Happening somewhere Keeps running through your head And what is freedom? What's freedom but falling? What's freedom but falling apart? that sound called it's called wolf that is my new favorite goodnight gold dust song oh thank you or maybe it's a laura schultz song i don't know i i wrote it and we are playing it <laughs> <laughs> which probably makes it a goodnight gold dust song it's yeah. really beautiful Good thank job, you. it's fantastic thank yeah. you so much she showed me the demo of it and i said laura this is a hit this is a smash <laughs> <laughs> and it's been it's been really nice to to be playing it now finally i think you wrote it like over the summer yeah, it's like May. I think mm -hmm. I wrote it in May, um, and it has a Bruce Springsteen line in it. It's gotta be something happening somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, because yeah. that was stuck in my head. Yeah, just that line. Very nice. <laughs> From Dancing in the Dark, yeah. because I cover Dancing in the Dark when we play our acoustic set live. Yeah. Um, because for a stretch of about four months, every new song I wrote was just dancing in the dark. That's true. <laughs> and I, I would bring it to the band and I'd be like, guys, I got this new cool cool tune, check it out. And it was really terrific. Yeah. Just like every time he was so excited and he brought it and I, I was like, babe, that <laughs> is dancing in the dark. <laughs> and, and then the second time, it was yep. like, babe, this you're trolling us. Hey, no, it wasn't. It just kept coming out. Again. It was. It was so. Then I was like, I gotta. I guess I gotta learn this song. Gotta exercise and the demon. Get the demon out of me. <laughs> and then, uh, so that's. I guess that's kind of been, been a song, a little anthem for us. Yeah, yeah. it's a true fact. So tell me about, um, kind of the origin story of the band. Mm -hmm. How long have you guys been together? Where is the current lineup? Has that been the way it's been ever since you guys no. started things, or what's? Uh, Things have changed. Things have drastically changed. We okay. <laughs> like constant upheaval <laughs> in the band. <laughs> no one is well, safe. <laughs> as long as I've been like known you guys, it's been this. It's, I think it's been the same for people. At the very beginning, yeah, that might be so. We at the very beginning, it was the two of us. Um, we have remained, uh, and then it was Josh Willard on the drums mm -hmm. and Eric Blake on the bass guitar yeah so it was the four of us for mm. i think uh, ab about a year and then yeah. we we and played then, around town yeah. yeah the two of them moved away ultimately well b b before they moved away we added michelle yeah on she piano. piano she played piano on made break on a song on our first album ding, ding, ding. yeah and then uh it was like a honky-tonk honky-tonk so. that's yeah. right we tracked it at the msu piano place the uh Performing Arts Building, and then she played the release the show with piano us. Place. Yeah, the piano place. <laughs> Pianos that's are what, us. That's what the cool kids <laughs> call it. <laughs> and then she played the release show with us, and then we were like, "Do you want to like play on some more songs with us?" And she's like, "Sure." And then we just sort of like shoved her into the band, mm. and it's been the three of us ever since. I, th I think that was like 2011 when mm -hmm. she officially joined. Um, but we started in 2010. Um, I, I had been playing in a, in a punk band in town that was really cool. And then I met Laura and we kicked around a little bit and um, 
she played she had a guitar at her house and she played it and I was just knocked out what was the name of the punk band Shotgun Fiction it was super cool it was like <laughs> Sonic Youth Modest Mouse kind of noisy, noisy maybe stuff. Rob isn't excited about the name I can't tell what your it's, face is it's a great is name okay. I just <laughs> it was one of those you say like, it was really cool I've never heard of it sure yeah we were sweet it was good stuff I, I actually like this summer I was listening Rob to is the taste maker in this town yeah exactly town. <laughs> well, I, I will have to pass you're cool you when I demos. say you're cool yeah okay too early for this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then Laura and I, Laura played a cool song, and I, I hopped on guitar with her. We played one open mic, I think, or something, yeah. and then that's when Josh Willard came up and said, "I'll let me drum for you guys." And with we a cigar like, in his mouth. Yeah, he's like, "I'll make you a star," you know, yeah. it's real, real uh, Daddy Warbucks. So what's his name sure. from Annie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ten, going on ten years now. We've we've been doing this this little yeah. thing. Yeah. So Zach joined on the synth. Um, he like came to two of our shows in a row. We had like two shows in a weekend, and he was at both of them. And I was like, "Come, oh, what's going on with Zach?" Like, this is when we had like he's following us around. Yeah, this is when we had like whittled down to a three piece mm-hmm. with me and Laura on guitars and Michelle kind of doing ambient piano and ambient drums. Um, and we had sort of lost that rock band lineup mm-hmm. um, for about a year. We were, we were really sort of just doing this like trio thing that was cool. Um, and like, if it was necessary, yeah. If, if we hadn't done it, we would have broken up. The band would have broken up. Yeah. And I don't know that we would be where we're at now. No, definitely so not. it's good that we powered through that time. Yeah. And then Zach showed up at two shows. The stalker on, shows. Yeah. Like right. And like after the second show, I was like, Laura, what do you think if we asked Zach to like play bass in the band? Because we, we needed a bass player. Is what we needed. I mean, did you know who he was? And that he yeah. Oh, yeah. Bass? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's a great musician. He's a really terrific Really songwriter. great songwriter. Yeah. Um, and then that next day, he actually messaged me and said, "Hey, uh, I dig your set. You know, I, I think I I have a synth. I, I think I can add, you know, to your to your music here." And we said, "Yeah, I said something like, I think I know what you're going for." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, I've I've heard yeah. stories like this before of people who approach bands and they want to be a part of it, and mm-hmm. I've always thought that's got that's a really ballsy way to go. Yeah, about yeah. right. Yeah, it is. I've not ever done that I've done that with like bands that I want to that I would like to record you know I hear them live and I go oh my god can I record you and then they kind of look at me like no <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean it's like or you know and, and then in, in some cases they'll say sure um, but yeah it's, it's it's a big move to try Cause actually, and cause aren't, aren't you in a way you sort of saying I, I, I know you better than you know you and I I'm pretty sure I can make you sound better with the skills that I break not that he was doing that yeah but yeah, I yeah. I can't envision it sounding or seeming that way. Right. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think yeah, it's a it's a it's definitely a, an intense move to make, but one that we were very grateful for. Yeah. Because we, it. we weren't exactly sure what was next. I'm especially as a songwriter and I was really the at that point maybe I was yeah, the primary songwriter. You were, yeah. I was writing like music, but I wasn't mm-hmm. doing lyrics or anything. And for me, it really helps. Like other people's knowledge and expertise is integral, is necessary to creating a demo, turning a demo into an actual song. Because like I, Colin and I were talking about this, like I don't play drums. I don't really know. I usually just want like a heartbeat yeah. <laughs> drum beat on a kick drum. That's mostly what I want. That's all I know that I want for the most part. Mm-hmm. And you've got like, oh, I want a disco beat on this part. Mostly and, disco beats, yeah. Or sometimes I do want a train beat, I guess. Yeah. Those are the two yeah. of my two speeds. <laughs> but uh, so I, it's absolutely necessary for folks who are, you know, experts in their field to come in and, and say, how about this? And then for me to be like, yes. Or what if what if a little less of that? So... I'm really grateful that people have approached us in yeah, that way. Yeah, we really kind of, I guess, just reflecting on it, have kind of lucked out. Like, yeah. I was in Mankato. F- I moved out here in 07 for grad school and had left behind, like, four or five bands in New York. And I was desperate for a band out here. And I couldn't, f- I, I said, if, if I could get a drummer, I could make a band happen. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't find a drummer for a year and a half. And then Shotgun Fiction happened. And, you know, that was really cool. And then, you know, and then suddenly drummers are coming out of the woodwork to, mm. like, play with gold dust. Yeah, so that was really kind of a fortunate fortunate thing there for us. So how often do you guys perform? Um, it seems like you're one, one of the busier bands in town. Yeah, we try to. We, for a long time, we were sort of saying no to a lot of things. And now we're saying yes to almost all the things, okay. which feels yeah. good. Like, it feels like a good switch for us. Yeah. Partially, we were saying no to a lot of things because... 
we were trying to do everything as a full band and that's a challenge to get everybody's schedule like colin was just saying mm-hmm. it's difficult to get everybody's schedule on the same page so um now we say yes if it's just the two of us we can do it yeah if it's a four piece i'm afraid we can't make that work if that's the truth you know mm. if um but we have one thing that we have been doing lately is is we have like like a handful of backup musicians now too so yeah. for for a while it was it was just michelle zach laura colin but now yeah. we've got ryan can fill in we've got on drums tyler can fill in on drums you know we have a couple other bass players sort of in the wings mm-hmm. um and and that i think that that is maybe how like like bands have to do it you know yeah i love the 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 idea of of the band as a gang as yeah. like the four people or the five people or, or whatever but um I think realistically, if yeah. if you're not making a living at, in that yeah. band, it's hard to to keep that the the members all the same. Right. So it's been this year. I, I think we've learned a lot. We've we've learned like we can do things a little differently, but we can still do them. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that's great to be able to keep doing it. And as you guys are getting um, more well known in town and and uh, regionally, um, are more people wanting to be a part of the backup? crew yeah that's a good question i think we haven't had anybody be like no i don't like you (laughs) (laughs) you know people have always people have always been willing to entertain the idea Mm -hmm. of um learning learning the songs yeah which is terrific speaking of songs um your latest album it could have been you came out this year um which was three years after your previous uh self-titled yeah. release yeah 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 three years seems uh is that a is that the pace you guys want to keep seems that's seems how like a long time but i i don't know you tell that's, me that's how long it took us to raise enough money to yeah. put out the new to record oh, okay. the new record yeah we we sort of set a standard f- with that first studio album um you know like it we were home producing everything and it was fine uh and then you go in, into a studio and you have like a, a pro you know produce your songs yeah. and it's like man i don't know if i can go back <laughs> to right. just like kicking these around and and officially releasing stuff that we do on our own so you know i i don't like that it took us forever to get out a new album um but i'm very happy with with, with the way that it turned out uh and i think really like i said it just kind of came down to like financial <laughs> stuff yeah 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 i don't know what the pace exactly i like ideally what it would be would probably be like one a year but yeah in terms of productivity getting songs that feel like they're in fighting shape yeah it takes a little while yeah because a lot of times them in my right. experience yeah and then like a lot of times your your rehearsals are, are just like like dust you know like brushing up for the performance for the live show like one thing we've been kicking around and we've seen we've seen our, our friends bands do this where they'll like make a public announcement like we're not going to play any live shows for right. six months because we're going to record, we're going to demo, we're going to write the new album. And that's something we've never done. We've yeah. never just like said, we're not playing for six months because right. we're going to write. And every rehearsal is going to be writing a new song or it's going to be yeah. polishing something. It so, sounds scary. Yeah. To I, not play out at all for yeah. six months. Like, what if everybody forgets you? Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if you do that, suddenly... Yeah. It, somebody else becomes the, not that you want to be the band in town that everyone wants to hear but um out of sight out of mind is that that's that's a huge that fear, the fear man yeah i and and like the stretch between the self-titled and it, it could have been you we it was I, I definitely feel like we had to kind of fight a little bit to get the attention on the new album that we had gotten on the on the first studio album um because it sort of took such a, a bit of time to get out yeah. the next one <clears throat> no, I think that, you know, stuff is constantly changing. Like, I was teaching my class yesterday at, M- at, at, at MSU when we were talking about music. One of the students said, we're talking about songs that we don't like and finding a thing that we like about them. And one of the students said, that's this really old song that I don't like. It's from the movie Frozen. And I said, excuse me, really old song? It's like three years old. And he was like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, new songs happen every day and there's new hits every minute and blah 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 and I was like okay well if that's sort of the the thought then right. you know you take six months off you might as well be you know yeah. dead <laughs> right yeah it's a conversation that we've had 
relatively often with other songwriters, with other musicians, this idea that, yeah, there are new bands forming every every second. And um, some of them are really, really good. Yeah, like right out the gates. And when you get a little bit of regional attention and then you don't have that, it feels good when you have it, but it feels terrible when you don't. Yeah. And it's embarrassing, I guess, to yeah. say that because it, you don't want to put your worth or the work's worth in the hands of somebody else, you know, like how much you care about it or how good it feels to have created it. But there is a part of that that happens when when somebody says this is really good and then nobody says anything. Yeah. It's like, what? oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That good feeling is gone. Yeah, that's gone. And this lack of good feeling feels real bad. Well, yeah. we're all human. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're going to say that, that that doesn't matter to me as an artist. That's yeah. just not true. Everybody, yeah. I mean, yeah. all the work you do, a part of that creation is showing it, right. is presenting the work to other people, and you and you want them to like it. Yeah. Yeah. You hope that somebody mm-hmm. wants to hear it. Yeah. Or read it. Or yeah. Look at it. Yeah. So speaking of songs, um, how many songs you guys prepared to play today? Uh, I mean, what's we'll just won't. plug us in, man. Because <laughs> I was in the quarters. Put me in coach. W- do you want that song? <laughs> yeah, we'll that Can you do that one? Can Some Fogarty. Can you guys play out. center field? <laughs> we could do like, you know. I think I know the first verse Different. of, of uh, Proud Mary. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Got a lot of first verses for you. Yeah. Um, whatever you think. Yeah. If you guys want to play one, uh, one more, and then we'll do an- another one later. Sure. I mean, as long as I got these two great uh, musicians here, I want to kind of use them. So. What's your heart? Nobody yeah. wants to hear me talk. <laughs> we could try head. Wah, well, wah. you you asked me, uh, you know, our song headlights is is mm-hmm. your theme song for the it podcast, is. which is really cool. So we, I guess, we could just play that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, here we go. I'll just do it. Okay. You got a funny way of taking off Love how you race right down to the ocean Then you slip into your silver skin You're like a jewel disappearing Headlights on the highway Such lights pass the bridge I'm haunting the shore Oh, do you see me in the white fire of the moon? And now the ships, they come and go, they go, they go, they go And you're my little green eyes, I'm the lonely one Since you went away, since you went away, since you went away Headlights on the highway Such lights past the bridge Where, where could I go? A flare, all that I know Tell me where, where could I go, where could I go, you're a flare, all that I know, all that I, I know, all that I, 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 I know, since you went away. Since you went away, yeah, yeah. Since you went away, yeah, yeah. Since you went away, yeah. 
across the bridge mm-hmm. Very nice Thanks Claps for Colin Claps on claps And uh, thanks again formally by the way For letting us use that song Yeah um, Of course it, I had the song picked out mm-hmm. Six months before I did the first podcast Oh that's cool mm-hmm. That's awesome yeah, I, I was here's like, my quote. Here's yeah. like, it just it sounded podcasty. Ah, yep, nice. I like it. And Sounds then like, you were, yeah. and you were nice enough to send me the instrumental version. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had like just gotten that too, so it's like you don't want my dumb voice. You want oh. instrumental on there. You know, it, it just sounds better. That's cool though. I I I always liked that song. It was the first, like it was like one of the one of the first songs that I sat down and the whole thing just came out like all at once. It was like here it is. Here's these lyrics and. Let's go to town. Took a little while to kind of like shape it, of course, but mm-hmm. that's all songs. Um, but yeah, I, I've always liked that one. I, I, I kind of, I, I tend to forget about it, but um, it's a cool tune. Thank you. Well, thank you. Again. Of course, you're I welcome. It. So I want to hear a little bit more about who you guys are. Um, I know a little bit about you, Colin. So let's start with Laura. Right. I don't know anything about where you came from oh. or anything. So, um, Tell me a little bit about okay. Laura. Like, where where were you born and raised? Yeah, I was born and raised in Wausau, Wisconsin, which is north central Wisconsin. It I joke that I moved from Wausau to Wausau to Wausau. It's about the same size okay. as Mankato. Um, there's a two year college there. My mom is a Catholic school teacher, uh, oh. so and my father is a machinist by trade. He has worked in a handful of different factories, and he's a really hard worker um, and a really terrific woodworker as well. The basement always smelled like like wood, like sawdust, and occasionally cigarettes. But he doesn't smoke anymore. So those are comforting smells to me. Um, this is the beginning of my memoir. Thank you for <laughs> allowing me to workshop it. Um, cigarettes and sawdust. It's the title of your memory. Call it the Laura Schultz story. <laughs> so, um, yeah, growing up, uh, I got a solo in the third grade in a Christmas pageant. And I was like, this feels good. So was this at, like did this. you go to Catholic school? I did, yeah. Okay. We had free tuition to the Catholic school because my mom was a Catholic school teacher. So we all, my I have an older sister who's an art therapist in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and um, an older brother who is an English teacher in Helsinki, Finland. And uh, we all went to Catholic school all the way through um, elementary, middle, and high school, which was intense. There was mass um, at school. Um, I was the last one out of confession. (laughs) 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 It's nothing scandalous. It was just... Hey, I think I got some problems. You were the longest? (laughs) Yeah, like I took the longest with the priest Mm -hmm. um, discussing some... Are you you still Catholic? uh, No. Okay. (laughs) She's recovering. Because I went to Catholic school too. I I did that. I was in the confessional. I did all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transubstantiation, right, is like the body changing into... Or the bread changing into the body. And that was a thing that I was in confession for a really long time talking about. Like, I just don't know. I'm learning more about science, and it seems hard. How is that possible? And the priest was like, let's continue this at another time. It's not yours to question. We need to keep going with the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was my childhood. And then I went to college um, for music performance, for vocal performance at uh, University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. And then um, I did very badly in music theory. It was very hard. It's tough. It's a science. It, it's, <sighs> it's science. It's math. And it, it was my more first. Math science. It was my entrance to it. Um, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, that was, that's fine. Because then I found through a discovery major, as we call it in higher education, uh, it was a discovery major for me. I didn't come in with knowledge that I would go into social work and women's studies. But when I found those, I was like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have this at Newman Catholic High School. (laughs) We didn't have gender and women's studies there, believe it or not. So those were, um, that was how I came to Mankato was 
the gender and women's studies program here. So I came here for graduate school. Because there's not that many programs that offer as a, that line of study. As a master's yeah. program. And um, one of my professors in undergrad knew, similar to Colin's story, yeah. knew a professor here and said, they're great, uh, you, should, you should apply there. And so I did at that recommendation and uh, got in and moved here. Didn't know anybody, had never been, uh, and have been here ever since. Yeah, that was... Got a job out of grad school at the Women's Center. And um, was that was that a, a fortunate move? I mean, was it? Yeah. You mean moving here? Getting that job getting at MSU. Job. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was an interim position. So someone had left the role uh, and they needed somebody in there pretty quick. And I had been a graduate assistant in the LGBT center. Uh, and Jessica Flatticole was my supervisor there. And she called me one day after I was done with the GA. And I remember I was out, I had a yellow Volkswagen Beetle at the time. And I was walking out to the car and I got this phone call from Jessica. Well, it was a voicemail from Jessica. And she was like, "Um, hey, I have, there's something um, going on at MSU and I think it's a, be a good, it's an interesting um, opportunity. Mm, I just, I'd like to talk to you about it. It was very cryptic. And I was like, did I do something wrong? Did I like, (laughs) I remember thinking, did I accidentally take something something from the LGBT center? We're missing some paper clips. (laughs) She's like (laughs) calling me to to like reprimand me or I'm in trouble or something. So I called her back all nervous and she's like, yeah, there's this opening and I think you'd be a really good fit for it. And I was like, whoa, Jess, I thought I was in trouble. I didn't know what was going on. She's like, I just didn't know how to say it in a voicemail. Yeah. So that was sort of funny. Um, But yeah, it was terrific to be able to continue with a job. I was looking back at emails because I never delete any emails, which is sort of a blessing and a curse. And I was looking back at Colin and I were applying to like teaching abroad oh my God, position. Yeah. Like we just had no idea. Yeah, because you're hot out of grad school and it's like, mm-hmm. well, I, I had funding in grad school. Yeah. I had a job in grad school. Yeah. And now for me, I was working at a, at a the, the cheap Ooh, theater, theater. And, yeah. a public, <laughs> and a public library. Yeah. And I had been continuing my internship at Crime Victim Services in New Ulm, yeah. which was about to go under. They had just lost their grant funding. Oh, yeah. So I had like another week of this job, and I was like, I don't know what yeah. I'm going to do. So you were, you were working for that? Because I, I was on the board of that for oh. about a month mm-hmm. before it. So was Jess, actually. So was Jess, yeah, yeah I we remember. We both came on at that same time. One of those meetings, yeah. It huh. was... Um, it was about to end, you know, yeah. the grant funding was gone. So that was tough for a lot of people. And um, so I was very fortunate to get that phone call yeah. and to have that interim role and then went through the whole process of the nationwide search. Like a few years later, right? Like yeah. a year or so yeah. later. They yeah. kept extending the interim role. But now yeah. you're just full time. Full time. Yeah. You are the person. I, and I'm the director now. Of the Violence Awareness and Response Program. Exactly. It's a change in name. Um, I was the coordinator before. Yeah. the director. Same thing. Yeah. Which has more weight in the nonprofit world, right? It's true. Yeah. 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 Colin, uh, I do know you come from Ellicottville, New York. Mm. Ellicottville, yeah. Mm. Ellicottville? Ellicottville. Eville. It's like one of those regional isms, you know. Ellicottville. Like you know, it's okay. how people from Lesur are from Lesur. They're from Lesur. And New Ulm is New Ulm. Yeah. Or like <laughs> Milwaukee. Are you from Milwaukee? Yeah, I'm from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You, you just, just like cut all swallow the, the, the L's in there. Yeah. Milwaukee. Ellicottville, which is, begins with an E, and it's a vowel, <laughs> and I have a stutter occasionally. Yeah. Oh, and I do too. Cool. High five. That's awesome. Yeah. And, it's awesome uh, because you're both like in broadcasting. You yeah. both speak f- partially for a living, and it's... It's tough to have a stutter. Yeah. So a lot of times yeah. people ask me, where, where are you from? And I'm like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> you know, Ellicottville. So I, so I, whenever the word comes up, I have to sort of. So you have like little shortcuts into it. Yeah. I'm from a small town in southwestern New York State called Ellicottville. Called Delicateville. If I can get a, if I can get a consonant in there, then I can. Oh, Delicateville. I, 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 yeah. I have the same tricks. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Just Not little, really. 
No, I <laughs> yeah. mean the fact that you have the resiliency to like well, develop those. But it's yeah. one of those things where it, it, there's not a lot of sympathy for people. Yeah. Who, people who stutter. If you have a very like a a, a visible ailment or something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people feel sorry for you. But yeah. no, nobody feels sorry for people who just can't yeah. speak properly. There it's was some. Uh, I do. I, I bumped into some. Some guy came into the music store, Scheidel's, where I work, and he he had a pretty pretty hefty you know stutter, and I. Just you know, I I was like, man, I feel it. I feel I'm yeah. I'm there with you. You know, stuck with him. And I bet you it didn't tell him to just slow down. I no, oh. I didn't say anything, man. I just stuck with him. Because this is what people yeah. like us, not anymore, but like when yeah. I was in school. And sure. More, before I had therapy. Yeah. Um, it was a lot worse. Wow. And so that's what people would say to me, just yeah. just slow down. I'm like, I'm really just I, shut I, up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You, know, you have know no me. idea what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is a speech therapist, mm. and and she. Interestingly, <laughs> never like like tried to. <laughs> yeah. I, I love my mother, bless her heart. Yeah. But it was like you know she just never just was like oh you'll you'll grow out of it was always yeah the mine thing. didn't either it yeah was not until a teacher told my parents that hey Robbie's got a problem here yeah. <laughs> because I would I would hide it when I was they'd have us do choose a kid to read a passage in a book yeah yeah she would choose me and I would. Good. Read ahead a few line words uh-huh. to see what word I knew I couldn't say. Ah, and sure. Replace it with something that I could say. Wow. And she caught me on that and called my mom. Hey, you guys gonna sure. you guys gonna fix this? Yeah. yeah. Was it vowels primarily? Hard like K's. Okay. Okay. Sure. Hard C's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. P's. Q's. Yeah. And and it's not like you know I mean I'm sitting here talk we're sitting here talking to each other right now it's not like right. some horrible debilitating oh, right. thing but still it, it was it was yeah it was like anxiety inducing Absolutely. but i i did find that i wouldn't have any trouble with it when i was performing you mm. know like i i was in drama club and stuff and my doing my lines was piece of cake like doing accents weirdly would like i could do i could speak without mm-hmm. ever getting a hiccup bypass yeah it was just bizarre so um i don't know i don't know it's just something that comes up now every now and then, you know. It's like a trick knee, you know. It's like, oh, are yeah, you, that. Are you guys watching the um, new Ken Burns documentary, Country Music? No. No, but I've I've, I've heard I've of it. I've heard yeah, good people things. say it's great things. It's fantastic. It. Um, and cool. they and they have uh, Mill Tillis on there, another famous person who stutters. No kidding. Mm. Cool. Anyway, this is not on the list of uh, questions <laughs> we no. have. Yeah, no, that's but yeah, I'm I'm from Ellicottville, yeah. which we got it there, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, small, small, small little town tucked in the hills of southwestern New York State, on the on the other side of New York. You know, we're like south of Buffalo, off Lake Erie. Hey, you're a Buffalo. Uh, go Bills, go Sabers, man. Buffalo Sabers fan, That's right? Yeah, Sabers won an overtime last night. I was pretty happy about that. Eichel, he's the new guy. He's killing it. Killing it. Killing it. I'm always telling Laura, watch this play. Watch how he scores this goal. And she's like, cool. So do you get <laughs> do you get dragged in, Laura, to the the Buffalo? Yeah, Fandom. I do. I do. And, and that's, I'm on board, you know. Cool. Um, I'll wear the sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Uh, and, <laughs> and there's something about like rooting for an underdog that, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, cool. I grew up with, you know, with the Packers. The dynasty of the Packers. So we we own one share of stock in the Packers. <laughs> which, like actually? Yeah. Yeah, we, it's the we, people's team. It's the people's team. Is it, most people in Wisconsin do, is my understanding. Yeah, so I, I've spent a little time in Wisconsin the last, yeah. last couple of years. Uh, people who listen know my kids go to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I wear a lot of red. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. a Badgers hat on today. Yeah. It's not yeah. red, but I, I, a lot of my wardrobe is red, and it's because of the Badgers. And people assume that I'm also a Packers fan because I have all this Badger gear, and yeah. I, I sure. couldn't possibly care less about the Packers. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't even like football. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I go to the games yeah. in Wisconsin to see the marching band of play. Of course. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah. That's cool. And, and I've come to follow the, the team now. I've been reading up on the team and I've been mm-hmm. rooting for them, but I'm, I'm there for the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, football is, a, is an intensely violent sport. I can't watch yes, it. That's why I, yeah. I, that's why I don't it's like it. It's really, yeah. it's tough to watch. At least there, I mean, there's, there's, you know, I was going to say, at least there's some grace in hockey, but you know, like there's, there's, there's like gracefulness in football too. Like when the runners are doing the running thing and, but, um, <laughs> but there's just so much smashing and there is so I, much traumatic. I have a hard or... time. I'm ha- like, just, just recently I'm having a hard time watching it and yeah. not, not thinking about how these poor guys are. Yeah. You know, so way off topic here, Colin. Sure. Sure. Um, what's what's your opinion on fighting in uh, 
professional hockey? Well, I grew up watching, you know, the Sabres and Rob Ray in the throughout the 90s was like the premier heavyweight, you know, hockey fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And it was always really cool to see him rip the guy's shirt off and, you know, pound a guy to to, to into submission. when you're young, that does seem like a cool thing. Yeah, it? yeah, and I, and it, I thought it was cool when I was young too. Yeah, yeah. and it sort of lent it. It did definitely lent an edge to the Sabers. Like people were afraid, you know, Rob Ray's going to come out and beat the hell out of somebody. And Rob Ray and Ty Domi, he was from the Maple Leafs. They'd always have a row. I've I've like stayed up late watching YouTube fights, you know, of, of Ray, <laughs> and it's like, why am I doing this? But there's something just like he's like, go get him, you know. It's like, it's like so <laughs> interesting to watch. Um, any like nobody fights like that anymore though like like the little fights that you see it, it's not like haymakers are flying left and right it's yeah. very a couple shoves you know maybe you'll get a big one here and there but but how come hockey guys don't have teeth a lot because they don't wear they don't wear face masks and pucks and sticks will just come flying up that's horrifying yeah and then as soon as they lose a tooth oh or break God. a nose then they'll have a face shield on for like <gasps> three weeks or something oh, no. yeah yeah, toxic masculinity. Well, they're yeah. getting paid for it, so. and yeah, that's the, that's the flip of it. So, Laura, do you have to leave at any point? Um, I have to leave it. I have something at eleven thirty okay. across campus. So. We should be able to wrap this up. Okay, um, sure. In time for you to get out of here. Um, more so than what? fighting, though. I'm, I'm, I am. I grew up with with Hashik, Dominic Hashik. So oh yeah. Goaltending is sort of like really important to me because Hashik was a, a space alien. <laughs> He was, he was amazing, so just incredible, just a, a just a showstopper. I think yeah. the hockey goalie might be the hardest thing to do in professional sports. It's it's mind, body, soul. It's like it's everything's so, on you. Everything is when yeah. you. When, I would. My parents would never have let me be a goalie. I played hockey as a kid. They yeah. would never let me be a goalie yeah. because yeah. when your team loses, we we all blame. Yeah, it's like well, oh, fucking yeah. goalie, God, he sucked. Yeah. yeah, come on, man, yeah. stop the puck. Yeah, it's oh. tough. It's a lot of anxiety. to feel blamed for that sort of thing. I'm just thinking about the Bills and the <sighs> kicker. Scott Norwood. Oh, Scott Norwood. Oh, kicker is the same way. Oof. Oh, poor You had Scott one job. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> but then there was the airplane, the helicopter up above. That's right. That they Throwing, think maybe. Tossing the wind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is. And it was like really far away. It was like 40 some yards. And he, he had made the, the kick from there oh, before. God. Yeah, there was a, there's this incredible documentary, um, Thirty for Thirty, the yeah. Four Falls of Buffalo. We were like crying, you oh know, gosh. in it tears so watching sad. it. It was just so sad. Mm. But I remember growing up with that man. It was like they're going again, and the radio station had yeah. this song. Uh, the Party Squad was a band out of Buffalo, and they would play a song. Um, the Bills make me want to shout, kick my heels up and shout. You know, the Bills are making it happen. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and every every fall or every, you know, suddenly that song would come on and they were going to the oh Super Bowl gosh. again. And, uh, and losing again. Yeah. Hey, the Vikes lost four too. So, I mean, it's yeah, four. In a it, row. It's in a row. It's different. <laughs> in a row. Gully and I got into this on Facebook. <laughs> he said, well, you know, the Vikings lost four too. And I'm like, yeah, man, try losing four in a row. Yeah, See four how that rows, feels. Four oh. in a row is worse. I, was like, I will give you that. And watching yeah. his family watch <laughs> the game, oh my gosh. Because they were in the playoffs. Like two years ago. Two they made the playoffs oh after gosh. like 400 years. Yeah. And there was just this like palpable oh sort of tempered excitement in yeah. the room. Just and then when it, as soon as it went downhill, mm-hmm. everybody's just throwing their hands up in the air. We should have known. We should have known. It's tough, man. Oh, it's tough. Boy. But I love that 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 part of the world is is um it's you know I mean anywhere you go is 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 unique in its own way and and um it's vastly different about where I grew up than it is here um people are faster I guess they talk faster they're a little more aggressive in sort of their their demeanor everything's a little more ahead you know boom 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 and I don't quite know where that comes from um and there's also this like bizarre mix of sort of like like southern culture too you know i mean i guess you kind of get that anywhere as well but it even comes out in the accent a little bit from like where i'm from it's like you get the kind of this little bit of a drawl because we're right by like southern southwestern we're right by western pennsylvania and that kind of gets a little appalachian there so Mm. it's this bizarre little pocket of the world um at least of the states and then there's like canada oh yeah and then canada's right two hours north you know so all these canadian tourists come because colin's uh, the town he's from is a ski town so it's super duper touristy yeah um in the winter it's like it's like in the winter and in the fall yeah right yeah but especially in the winter oh yeah my god you can't you can't do anything in the winter 
the ski resort, yeah. So you went to um, undergrad where? Yeah, it's SUNY Fredonia. Okay. Right on Lake Erie. And like Laura, I, I had gone for music. I, I went for sound recording technology. I wanted to, you know, learn how to record bands and stuff. Um, but you had to get into the music program in order to get into the sound recording program. And I wasn't... I, I played trumpet in high school and I could play guitar, but like classically speaking... Um, I had five band directors in my four years of high school, you know, and like Ooh. nobody stuck around long enough to teach us oh, shit. So, <laughs> so um, despite the fact that, you know, so I, everything I learned about music really was, th- was through guitar, was through my guitar lessons. Um, and, you know, I taught myself how to play drums, uh, picked up piano here and there. So I went to Fredonia for audio production and I, after the first semester, music theory, sight reading is oh. was what got me. I, I could couldn't do, do it. sight reading. I couldn't. Yeah. The, the like circle of fifths. I was just. Yeah. Over my head. Yeah, it's 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 too much. And then like Laura, I was like, well, I guess I'll be an English major because I I also like writing. You know, mm-hmm. I also was really in, into writing and and poetry and stuff. Uh, and then never looked back. And that's what landed. That's what landed me here was um, my creative writing professor, Amy Nezukumatatil. Um, she was this great. She was, she was a great poet. Uh, she said, "What are you doing for grad school?" And I said, "Well, I have applications in Chicago and New York City." And she said, "You should throw in an application to this place in Mankato, Minnesota." And I was like, "Where the hell is? My- I didn't know where Minnesota was. You know, it's a moron." <coughs> and uh, I, th- I thought Milwaukee was a state. This is how like far far wow. I was like, wait, "Wait, Milwaukee's a state? Then where's Wisconsin?" You know? Oh, <clears throat> I know. Yeah, ooh. No, but I when I first yeah. met Colin, I was like. We were driving to Wisconsin to see my family, and I was like, so, Colin, you probably haven't seen many cows. Here's some cows. And he was like, oh, my God, Laura, I grew up in rural New York. Yeah. I didn't grow up in the city. And I was like, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a really long time to figure out. You probably don't even know what a cow is. <laughs> Do you know where cheese comes from? You know, like, I, No, I have no idea. I, I should have said no. I've never seen a cow before. Grocery store. Right. I remember Grocery as a store. joke. I, I, as a joke, I got you like a John Deere cup. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. haha, this is funny because you're from New York. And you yeah. were like, Laura, I know what John Deere is. Didn't didn't your dad have? We some? have like four of them. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's all as we grew up mowing the. I, we had this huge acreage, you know, that I would mow on a rider. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, then in in 2007, I, I was accepted here, and I came out to Mankato, and I was like, well, I don't like this town. Oh. <laughs> no offense. Um, it just felt it felt like sports forward. You know? Oh, it definitely is that. Yeah, like it definitely is that. I came in on. I think I came in on on Madison. You know, from from that direction, off of fourteen, and onto Madison, and there was all these big box stores, and I was like, ugh, this is just too. It's like corporate up here, and the campus was like big stadium. We did have a football team in my undergrad. There was no, you know, it was like sports where it was like a, it was a straight arts. Co- liberal arts but leaning emphasis on the arts it was music it was um theater it was art you know those things were the were the major things um and i came here as a total reversal of that and it took me a really long time to kind of feel at home here and feel comfortable here um but the more i reflect on we were just talking yesterday um you know we've we've been here i've been here for 12 years now laura's been here for just just shy of that maybe 10 years um and it's incredible to it's incredible to have sort of come into personally speaking to have come into my own in this town um and to be in a place where i can like email you for example hey rob i have an idea for a story you know and you'll say you know more than likely sounds good um yeah. write it and i'll print it and people will read it yeah you don't and get we that can contact and fee and yeah be like hey we've got this idea for an event yeah. at the art center and she'll be like let's do it yeah sounds good to have really fantastic folks with whom we can collaborate yeah is is terrific and we've also talked about like one of the really great things about Mankato is if there's not something that you want to see happen you can usually make it happen you yeah, can create if, it right if, if if you want something to happen that's not already happening you can do yeah. it yeah that's what we did like with the gold mine we were like we want we want a venue where f- our friends can play music and it can be a, a just dedicated to music and yeah. a listening room and then we did the gold mine, and yeah. it was it was really great. And a lot of other people are doing that. Too. Yeah, right, right. You know, like I'm thinking about Dana and all of the work that she's done mm-hmm. with the 410 project. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Dana yesterday about how, um, just in the last decade, this town has transformed. Mm-hmm. The, I think the music's always been here. This has always been known as kind of having good music in Mankato, but mm-hmm. now, like the visual arts are catching yeah. up, and there's a 
shitload of writers in this town yeah. and yeah. everyone's publishing books and yeah. totally yeah. even things like the sculpture tour yes yeah. i mean go, you know uh, going down that street and seeing sculptures yeah. everywhere is a cool thing yeah for sure um, and that's what this town is becoming and it's just yeah. growing it's not i don't i don't think it's going away either yeah, yeah i i mean just I, I always think about when i was out here 10 years ago when i first moved here i would walk around you know walk around the downtown strip like the front street strip in the afternoon, in the daytime, and it would just be like a ghost town. Mm. Nobody was anywhere. All the stores were like sort of closed or like mm. vaguely pretend maybe open. You couldn't quite tell like what's going on in that bookstore, you know, yeah. for example, or like, um, yeah, and like to it just felt so like like I'm I'm out of here in three years after grad school. But um, now that I have sort of grown with the t- I've, I've kind of grown with the town as well, um, and it's been it's really incredible to kind of see it see where it's come. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to get Laura out of here uh, in time to get to her thing, but I want to get to one subject that I, I think is really interesting. Um, you guys recently got married, yeah. uh, and you recently bought a house. We did. Yeah. Those are two really major life yeah. things to happen. What impact has that had on your creative output? Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I was surprised by that I wasn't planning for um with getting married and it sounds obvious and buying the house was really feeling um settled yeah Yeah. and comforted by Mm -hmm. the idea that we're putting down roots the idea that this is there's some finality you know there's there's something concrete about this Mm -hmm. that not being married i didn't realize that i didn't feel that and because we were together for like nine years before we got married and not living in a house that we had bought I didn't realize that I wouldn't feel that or that I hadn't felt that there was a shift definitely when we you know we'd been renting I'd been renting since I've been out here and we lived at the the gold mine was a was more or less a rental we we didn't own that it was a huge house that we lived in but we were you know paying someone else someone else's yada yada um, and I, I always felt like I always had this thought, like, don't put anything on the walls, you know, right, because you're, yeah. you're just going to take it down or don't don't unpack that box because you're going to have to pack it up again at some point here soon. I mean, right. you spend four years in college moving around and then three years in grad school moving around. And then, you know, you have this seven years of migratory sort of behavior. Um, and it, it took. Yeah, I really I think you're right. Took until we bought the house um, for me to sort of feel like I can unpack those boxes and yeah. I, I can make a space that. I want to live in mm-hmm. whether or not I've unpacked those boxes you know is, is, is sort of we won't get into that unpacked. but the, the, yeah it was fairly unpacked. unpacked yeah but so um we do these songwriting nights at the house and that feels it feels great it feels good to have a space that's kind of dedicated to uh songwriting and just I don't know like having our guitars out we do that more often now yeah. than we did at the old house because the old house was very cold. It was very cold, and <laughs> these little acoustic boxes here don't Breaking really down. care for it. Yeah. So that's been a that's been a shift. Just having the things that you use to make music more easily accessible. Yeah. You have a piano, yeah. a little mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. electric piano mm-hmm. upstairs now, which is awesome. Yeah. We didn't have any of that stuff because you didn't want to have to move it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, I I really feel sort of inspired in just about every room of the house. Yeah, yeah. every room of the house. There's I, so I much light too. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, Anne Fee does these tarot readings, mm-hmm. and on New Year's Day, she we've had we've been lucky enough to have a couple of parties that she comes and does tarot readings for all the attendees who want who want one mm-hmm. for the year. And one of the things that she said in my last year's tarot reading was. Um, so I know you're looking into another place to live, and I would just encourage you to think about light. Think about how much light comes into the home um, because that is going to impact your mood. It's going to impact your ability to create. Mm-hmm. And then also to think about um, to think about your health because uh, the house that we had lived in had like mold in the basement. I'm allergic oh, yeah, to mold, so I was just sick all the time. Oh. And so those were like, two of my main requirements for the house was a lot of sun 
and no mold in the basement, yes. which you know isn't so much to ask. But and so we bought it a house. Can be yeah, so in we, our price range. Right, we bought a house that faces east. Yeah, so we get all that oh, sun rising, and the basement doesn't flood. Mm-hmm, it's true. So mm. that's been, I think, an impact. Just how much. Mm-hmm. Like we get to see this gorgeous sunset every night. Yeah, Last night's right behind the house. It was incredible. incredible. Yeah, and if you're up early enough, which see I it. rarely am, but Laura usually yeah. is, you can see the sunrise. You <laughs> right. know, right out the front window. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's impactful for yeah. sure on creativity. We're pretty busy lately, yeah. so I I wish I could say I've written so many more songs in the new house, but um, haven't 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 done as much yeah. as I'd like to in terms of writing. Yeah. But we and like you, you just got a new job. I have an, I have three jobs now, and yeah. yeah. So you work at um, MSU. You teach at MSU. Yep. And then Scheidel's. I'm still at Scheidel's, and I just got a new job um, at the New Home Community Access Television Station, where I will be p- sort of production content guy making. So if you wanna, you have an idea for a product for a public access show, you know, just let me know. Speaking of uh, things on film, um, your film. The the Marmal Chronicles. The Marmal Chronicles. I love those little oh teasers God. you guys are doing. Yep. <laughs> Ever. And you're showing the film, I think, at the Poor Farm this Saturday. Next Saturday, the nineteenth. Yeah. The nineteenth. Oh, okay. So this this will be out then. Cool. Uh, in time for people to hear if yeah. they want to go. Is it like an open invitation yeah, to? I, I the more the merrier. It's yeah. free. Um, it's it's part of my Prairie Lakes. Well, it's it's in in accordance, I guess, with my. I want a Prairie Lakes Arts grant to help me finish the film. So okay. yeah, so it's free and open to the public. And I have been Laura and I. We we started making this movie. I think in 2015. Oh we started God. shooting scenes for this freaking thing. Um, I still have a few scenes that I want to <laughs> shoot, but whether or not we get to those, the the film as it stands is mostly complete. There's some sound design stuff that I have to kind of iron out. Um, but I think it's a riot. It's it stars it's like it stars like forty or fifty people are <laughs> like have spots in the movie and um, including your drummer Michelle, Michelle. has yep she's, she's a main player right yep well, one of the main players she's in two scenes so oh, okay. so the movie is is I guess just in the teasers that I saw she, yeah she, she yep. figures prominently prominent. so the the, the Marmal Chronicles is Laura plays a documentarian who who sort of somehow we don't really know how she ends up in this town. The fictional town of Brabalo, Minnesota, yeah. which is a play on Buffalo, Brabalo, Buffalo, um, and weird things happen in Brabalo. And in Brabalo, there's this like sort of creature or 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 something that people call the Marmal. And whether it, it's so, the, so Laura tries to figure out like what is the Marmal, and she conducts a bunch of interviews with Brabalonians, <laughs> <laughs> right? She key, interviews Brabalonians about their <laughs> it's like like in Ghostbusters they said okay we're going to play it straight but we're going to have weird hair okay so we're going to have we're going to have terrible hair so the hair the the small thing will, will be what's funny so you know I I play the movie straight but we're in the town of Brabalo right so there's always this like funny little you know thing um anyway so she tries to so this movie is a series of interviews and then reenactments of of the experiences with the marmal and the the reenactments are sort of you know like kind of staged and kind of goofy and there's fog machines and stuff um ultimately though the marmal is a serious threat that sort of slowly gets closer to laura um and uh, but it might not be what it what it seems it might not be what it seems it it's either an extra dimensional creature that swims sort of fish-like through fissures in in the dimensional planes or it's a cia mind control experiment um, with DMT in the water, and this is whole thing. It's it's just it's madcap. So it's next Saturday. It's at Brian Frank's place, <laughs> the Poor Farm. Yeah. Which if you um, can people find out about this on Facebook or online somewhere to find out if they want to. Yeah. If, if I mean, if honestly, if if you're listening and this sounds like it's up your alley, uh, <laughs> just send me a message and I will give you all the information that you need. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think there's anything else I was going to ask you about. Uh, the marmal was was definitely on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's I've I am so happy that that because uh, I I screened it in 2016 at the Art Center of St. Peter, um, right? And then after that, I just sort of it, it 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 wasn't complete. You know, there was missing stuff was missing. The the screening it was sort of a not a disaster, but like I didn't I the film wasn't done. 
and then three years here we are three years later and i'm like I know it's finally, I'm finally cracking it open again and like feeling like i'm getting closer to what i want it to look like and if you want to get a a feel for Colin's filmmaking. Um, what's the one with the toilet called? Oh, yeah. T- Terror Toilet. Terror Toilet. That's on YouTube, right? A Tale of Horror. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely watch. That's that's a good one. Terror Toilet. It is worth your time. That was when we were first looking for a house. Colin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we had just spent like all summer trying to buy a house, and we put in an offer, and the home inspection came back, and the home inspector was like, well, yeah, there's about $30,000 worth of improvements that n- need to happen. And we were just like, I said, no, I know. We were spending $400 a month yeah. at a second floor apartment on That's South 4th true. Street. How do you, was included. How do you go from, yeah, 400 bucks a month, everything included, to a, a mortgage of $180,000, you know? So anyway, so after all this, <clears throat> right, 400 bucks a month. Yeah. Get out. Between the two of us. I know. That's More insane. Very much. Yeah. That was, it was outrageous. It and was so very cheap. Yeah. So, so we went to the cities like every week. We were always staying, staying in hotels, hotels. Just like, like downtown hotels. We got all kinds of money all the time. <laughs> spending money on. And our friends were like, how do you, what are you guys, what are you like millionaires? And we were like, we didn't really occur to us. Like, yeah. oh wait, no, we don't have a, we don't pay utilities. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I made that movie and I didn't realize that the movie was sort of uh, processing of buying a home. Um, incidentally, so the movie, that movie is about the main character. The, it's a home where the toilet, you get sucked into the toilet and you disappear and you're just, the, the, the house eats you. Yeah. And so. Laura plays a very creepy, um, are you a real estate agent? Yes, I oh, am. Yeah, she's my favorite part of that the thing. She's oh, <laughs> how creepy you are in that one scene. <laughs> she's the proud American homeowner. Yes. You can still smash it really over the it. front of your house. I know. <laughs> Laura had come home from, we, we were shooting all night. with my, my best friend from back home was out here, Matt and Michelle. And we were, you know, hammering, just drinking hard, um, making this movie all in one night, you know, shooting it. And then Laura gets home and I said, Laura, you're in the movie. And she goes, what? I've been on campus for like, 28 hours. She it was like a, a 15 hour day. Yeah. And then I came back like, what? We're all hammed <laughs> up screaming about terror <laughs> toilets. <is> happening? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap this up so we can get Laura off to her very important meeting. Uh, do you guys have one more song you can play for us? Yeah, let's do it. You want to do uh, Better Gone? It's a sad one. Okay. What do you want to do? Um, Waves? Okay. Yeah, I do waves. I don't have a cable. Shit. Just, it's just going to be a one guitar game, but that's okay. How's this go? <laughs> a minor. Beneath the waves I swim for you Your lips turn blue against mine I hear your voice Echo inside of mine I've been dreaming we were older But I Forgotten how to forget the bad parts It's getting harder to remember the good Quiet, baby Let's try not to make a sound Just our breath, just our breath Stay here, baby Hold on to me till the light Make it through the night Make it through the night And I've forgotten how to forget the bad parts It's getting harder to remember the good Slip through these tattered sleeves We did our best We tried our best Every night I'm 
waking up to whispers in this room I feel you here, I still feel you here I think you may have just killed somebody with that harmony. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Kicked over dead. <laughs> oh That's why I should have stayed in school for music. Should have learned those circles of fifths. I thought it was great. Well, you're being nice to me, and oh. I appreciate it. <laughs> now say three nice things about yourself, Laura. <laughs> That's what I tell Colin to do. Well, that's all we have, I think, for this episode of Creep Guys. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on. This was fantastic. Yeah, yeah thanks, first, thanks for having us. My first live performers cool. on the show. So uh, this will be great. People are going to like this. So, Good. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for coming in. Have a great day. You too. Thank you.